This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello and welcome to the Academy Show podcast on the Blood Red channel, where we get the latest from Liverpool's under-23 and under-18 teams. I'm your host, Paul Wheelock, and to help me do just that, I'm joined by View from the Cop and post-game podcast regular Matt Addison, who was on reporting duties for the Liverpool Echo at the weekend. How are you, mate? Really good, mate. Thanks. Yeah, yeah great to have you back in the studio with us, mate, because you were down at Anfield on Sunday to watch Barry Luters' under-18 side book their place in the FA Youth Cup final with a 2-1 win over Watford, thanks to two goals from top scorer and captain Paul Glatzel. What was your verdict on there? On what was a great win for the, for the for the academy? Yeah, a big result, fantastic performance. It should really have been more than two one in the end. Um, Liverpool had chance after chance, particularly in the first half, to put the game to bed, and uh, unfortunately they couldn't do that. Gave them a little bit of a scare near the end, but realistically, Watford were were never going to get through that tie. Just watching that ninety minutes, Liverpool really exerted their dominance, and, and Barry loses at the end was. Delighted with the way they played. Paul Glatzel obviously getting two more goals. Positives all over the pitch. Yeah, we'll just touch on, on Glatzel there. 28 for the season now. Yeah, yeah. One ahead of his strike partner, Bobby Duncan, who's got 27. I'm sure they're having a nice little uh, inter-club battle between themselves at the moment. 55-goal partnership. Is, it really is incredible, isn't it? You know, we all hope that they go on to play for the under-23s and then for the first team, but they're making a name for themselves. They really are. They certainly are, yeah. Um, and we've spoken about them loads before, about not just being the goals, obviously that's fantastic, but they're all round game. Powell being the captain as well. So many positives for, for Barry to take from those two. And, you know, to get 55 goals at this stage of the season between the two of them, you, you just can't ask for more than that. To get 28 at this stage for, for Powell, 27 for Bobby, you, you really would be struggling to to get a better striker at this moment in time at that age group. Definitely. I know uh, part of your duties on Sunday was was filing a straight match report, but then doing an analysis. And it's in that analysis, I'd just like to, to, to continue on that theme, really. We all know about Duncan and Glatzel, how good they are. We just talked about them there. But there are there is more to this team than just those two players, isn't it? There certainly is. I mean, Barry was really keen to stress that at the end. It's, it's a team. It's not just about those two players. Um, all over the pitch, fullbacks, Yasser Larucci at left back, I was really impressed with him. Um, as he's grown up, he's, he's been a winger um, and he's only recently been converted to, to being a left back. And you can really tell, to be fair, uh, the way he plays. First and foremost, he's someone who's going to get forward, he's going to dribble with the ball. Uh, he's got a good set piece on him as well. Um, but defensively as well, he's come on a lot this year. Uh, he didn't have too much to do defensively against Watford. But when he did, he did it well. Um, and going forward the other way as well, fantastic end product. Nearly got himself on the score sheet, crashed one off the crossbar at one point. Um, so yeah, it, it's fantastic performance from him. Elsewhere as well, Jake Kane in the middle of the pitch. I know I've mentioned him before on here. Um, really good energetic midfielder. Could probably get one or two more goals into his game, but generally getting about the pitch, his passing ability, his passing range is fantastic. Uh, and, you know, just... Generally, just the leaders that they have in the team, not just Powell with the captain's armband, but all over the pitch, talking to each other, getting getting through a, a big game under pressure because most of them had, had never played at Anfield before. Barry had never managed at Anfield before. Wow. You know, on that big stage, that big occasion, they looked really, really comfortable, really relaxed. 
Fantastic. You watched the under under 18s, you watched the under 23s. Can you see the similarities between those sides and the first team with the kind of style of play that the managers adopt? Because you were talking about the fullbacks, they we all know with the first team. Trent Alexander Arnold and, and Andy Robertson could be wingers at times. And we know Rafa Camacho, for instance, has played right back for, for the under 23s this season. It's, it's, it's obviously there's a plan in place, a system in place throughout the, the, the teams. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, the end goal for, for each and every one of those players is to make it into Jurgen Klopp's first team and there's quite clearly a progression plan there the, the formation the, the little things like the fullbacks the way that they press forward with them with and without the ball is, is something that you can really spot if you watch them regularly um, but you know Barry's obviously got his own style and his own things that he wants to implement um, but 23's boss Neil Critchley was down there as well at the weekend to watch the game obviously Jurgen couldn't be there because he was down at Craven Cottage but yeah, there, there is a real progression plan. And you can see that when some of the 18s make that step up to the 23s. I think Powell's gone up there for three or four games already. He's got himself three goals at that level. So quite clearly, there's there's not too much of a difference in style. They can slot in quite easily. And hopefully with the, the new training facility as well that's going to come in the next couple of years, that progression will be even smoother. Certainly, you mentioned... The obvious fact that Jurgen Klopp wasn't there because of the uh, the first team's massive Premier League match at Fulham, which we all know they won to go top of the Premier League going into this international break. I suppose that was the only downside about Sunday in a way, you know, the fact that the scheduling wasn't great, the fact that it kicked off at 12 o'clock and then within a couple of hours that, that game at Craven Cottage was taking place. But on the flip side, it sounded a really good atmosphere. Yeah, there, there was a few fans in, not as many as, as what you would like to see and um, quite a few in from Watford as well. Um, so it made for a good atmosphere and of course in the big games when you know the pressure's on and it's a semi-final that's exactly what the players would have wanted lots of their families were there so it was a, a fantastic occasion for them it is a shame that it wasn't able to be scheduled at, at other times but um, the 18s were playing in the, the UEFA Youth League the Tuesday before they didn't get back to Liverpool until midnight on Wednesday so unfortunately it's just the way it was with the internationals coming afterwards as well there was no other option. We will come on to that uh, Dynamo Zagreb game in a moment, but just uh, a quick word for the manager, Barry Lutus. You, you mentioned that it was his first time managing at Anfield. He responded, the players responded. He's just doing a really good job with this uh, young set of players, isn't he? Because he had obviously big boots to fill in Steven Gerrard. Yeah, I mean, I think there was a few people who would have maybe not wanted to take on that challenge after Steven Gerrard doing the job. It was... Uh, as you say, it was a really big role to come in and fill, but he's done it fantastically. He's been at academy level for his entire coaching career. He knows how the, the system works and he seems to get on with Neil Critchley and, and Jurgen Klopp. I know that they meet fairly regularly to discuss the, the progress of these, these players coming through. And yeah, fantastic for him. Hopefully he can, uh, can stay in this job for a few, few years now. You spoke to Barry after the match and here's what he had to say. Barry, thanks for joining us on the Echo Academy podcast. Um, just your thoughts on the game, you must be delighted. Yeah, yeah, really pleased for the boys. Uh, great occasion, you know, really, really, you know, pleased and fortunate that we could play at Anfield uh, and obviously to, to play and win. Yeah, fantastic. Two two more goals for Paul Glatzel. How well has he done this season? How yeah, he's done great. I mean, I think, I think now, I think, you know, you know, for the... You know, the two centre forwards they've scored enough goals to probably reflect on the season they've, they've had a real good season I think I think for me as a focus today I'd probably want to talk about the team performance I thought the way we played from the back the way we played through midfield I thought positionally we were, we were fantastic 
I thought we, we found lines to get the ball and, and then obviously we had them moments to counter-attack and try and score. So I think I, I think on a whole, it's great that I think Powell stuck the two in the net. But, you know, what we just said in there, I thought it was a total team performance today. Yeah, after a, a slightly tough week, how important was that to bounce back? Yeah, it shows, it shows, yeah, really important. It shows a little bit of resolve. You know, it was tough. We were disappointed at Derby and obviously, you know, to go to the Europa League, you know, the, the youth league's never never nice. But, you know, in terms to bounce back today, and, and, you know, on a big occasion and a big venue, it shows what the boys are about. How well do you think the players coped with? Obviously, being at Anfield for most of them, it would be oh, their first experience. Yeah, listen, I, I, I said, you, you try and pick it up in the morning at breakfast and then you have your meeting and then you travel and, you know, it didn't look, you know, the boys looked ready. You didn't look nervous. And, and then, obviously, I think the performance speaks for itself. You know, I think, yeah. you know, any nerves anyone might think any players had were put to bed, really. And you enjoyed it yourself? Yeah, I did, actually. I, I, do you know what? I really did. I, I, I was, I was, I really enjoyed it. To be fair, it was really nice to see the boys out there. You know, I thought I, I was really, you know, when you train and when you have a long season and it comes to this part of the year and you can start putting a lot of that into practice in big games. Yeah, I was, I was over the moon. I really enjoyed it. Any preference to you get in the final? No, listen, all we know, we've just said it in there, we're going to play a top team. So it doesn't, it doesn't matter at all. Whoever, whoever, whoever we're going to play, we're going to have to be at our very best if we're going to win. So, yeah, it makes no difference, you know. I hope they have a good game, you know. I might pop and watch this one and, uh, and enjoy watching it, but it'll be a cracking game. Two really good teams. Perfect. Thanks very much for joining Thank us. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. That was Barry Lutus there, uh, but back to his team. It has been a brilliant season for them, but you know, the win over Watford did ensure a, a tough week ended on a high, didn't it? It certainly did, yeah. Um, they, the under 18s in the, the under 18s Premier League North Division, um, lost out 3 1 down at Derby County the weekend before in the, in the title race. Bit of a blow for them. Uh, they've still had a fantastic season, of course. Five games to go, but uh, handed the initiative to Derby, I think it's fair to say. And then midweek, crashed out on penalties to Dinamo Zagreb in the UEFA Youth League. So it was good for, for them to bounce back from that, to show a bit of character and get back onto to winning ways, as they have been, to be fair, for most of the season. Yeah, we watched the Zagreb game on uh, in the office on LFC TV. Didn't look the best of pitches. And, you know, when it does go down to penalties, it is the classic cliche, but it is a lot of it, unfortunately. Liverpool uh, missed out. Yeah, it was uh, Bobby Duncan as well, unfortunately, yeah. the, the one who uh, missed the vital kick. Um, but, you know, I don't think we can take anything away from his season. If anyone deserves to be let off for that, it's certainly him. Now, let's be positive. FA Youth Cup final appearance, uh, the first appearance, you should say, for the club since 2009, not won the competition since 2007. We know one of the team, the team standing in the way will either be Manchester City or West Brom, but we're going to have to wait a, a little longer, aren't we, until we actually discover Liverpool's final opponents? Yeah, we are. So the second semi-final is not till the 1st of April. Uh, so Manchester City against West Brom, um, exactly the same as Liverpool's semi-final, a one-off game. Um, and then obviously that's Liverpool's final opponents, will be one of those two teams. Liverpool will be away from home in the final. This year's the first year that it's been a, a one-legged tie for the final. Um, Unfortunately, Liverpool were drawn away as well in that, so a slight disadvantage. Um, as Barry said in, in the audio before, I'm sure whoever they get, they'll be up for the game and they've certainly got a good chance. Yeah, it's a shame that growing up, I always remember watching FA Youth Cup finals, you know, even quite recently, I think it's on like ITV2 or ITV4. Do you know the thinking behind just moving it to one game? I'm not too sure, to be honest. The only thing I can think of is that it's just less games. It's the scheduling, uh, just yeah. Just the scheduling, trying to fit it into to the season with obviously the youth league and the Premier League games as well. It's it's difficult, but yeah, it, it is a bit of a shame that 
you know, the final as well as the semi-final now, just just over one leg. Yeah, before then, before that Manchester City-West Brom game, Liverpool under-18s are back in action on uh, Saturday, March the 30th. Uh, that defeat to Derby County, I believe, has left them three points behind the Rams in second. But there is no pl- uh, better way or better match to bounce back in than a Merseyside, der- Merseyside Derby because that's what Liverpool under-18s have got next at Finch Farm uh, on, on a week on Saturday. Yeah, uh, it should be a really good game, as always. It'll be a feisty one. There'll be a few big cha- big challenges going in, early doors. Um, Everton, I think fourth in the in the table at the moment, but it's they're only five points behind the top uh, and Liverpool. So it'll be a closely fought game, I would think. But it's a perfect opportunity to uh, to get another three points on the board. Yeah, Liverpool under twenty threes obviously had their mini derby to Everton under twenty threes quite recently. When we spoke about it with uh, our Liverpool reporter Ian Doyle on the last Academy show, but since then the under twenty threes have beaten Derby County away three one, unlike the under eighteens, and uh, a match which of course marked a return of Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, who we've discussed uh, quite a lot lately on our podcast because everyone's really excited about his return. But the match also featured Ben Woodburn, who's who's had a tough time of it this season. Uh, we're recording this podcast on, on Thursday of this week and last night he scored a 90th minute winner for Wales in their friendly against Trinidad and Tobago. That must be an absolute boost for that young man. Yeah, uh, he's had a difficult season, I think it's fair to say. Um, obviously going out on loan. That didn't quite work out for him down at uh, Sheffield United, but obviously it's a, a big boost for him to score in the last minute for his country, um, and hopefully that can you know give him that little bit of a confidence boost that he'll need. Um, it'll be a big summer for him. Um, we have to to wait and see what happens next season, whether he goes out on loan again. Um, but certainly there's still big big hope for him. Um, he's a he's a player that we've seen now for a couple of years. He seems to be to have been around for a long time, but he is still only 19. He's still got a long way to develop. Um, but yeah, fantastic for him playing as a as a number nine as well, I believe, for Wales, um, as he did for the under 23s. In fact, the other week. But yeah, hopefully, confidence boost for him. He can get himself back on track and get himself back to full fitness pretty soon. Interesting that you say he's playing number nine there. Of the times you've watched him play for the under-23s, it's been fleeting appearances for the first team. What, what kind of position do you think he'll settle into longer term? Uh, it's, a, it's a difficult one to say. I mean, I've seen him play as a, as a number 10 quite frequently. I'd say that's been his most used position over the last couple of years. But he's played out wide as well. Um, sometimes, you know, that versatility could be the thing that, that benefits him in the long term. Um, just to give him an extra opportunity to, to slot into a team wherever he's needed. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think maybe that's even part of the problem at the moment, that we don't know exactly where he's going to play. He's not someone who is a fixed number nine. He's not a fixed number 10. He kind of flits in and out, and maybe that's the next the next step for him, to be fair, to um, decide which position he's going to nail down and, and really put forward his case to be in the team in that slot. We'll probably see Ben Woodburn in action next for the under-23s at home to Chelsea on April 8th. A bit of a while to lay back in action. Uh, Neil Critchley's side, apart from that mini derby defeat to, defeat to Everton that we mentioned a moment ago, they're having a really strong uh, second half of the season, aren't they? After a, a bit of a slow start. Yeah, uh, it's, it's always difficult at that level with players coming in and out, obviously. Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain playing one week and then another week, you know, you're, you're slightly weaker. Um, but yeah, first half of the season they struggled. Um, second half of the season they really kicked on, really put together a decent run of results, and it seems to be going pretty well for them at the moment. Um, obviously, as the season's gone on, they've had 
a few different players pop up from the 18s to the 23s and Paul Glatzel being the main one of those. Um, but yeah, hopefully they can uh, have a decent result against Chelsea. That's a, another game at Anfield for them. Um, but yeah, it, it's a bit of a shame, to be honest, that they don't have a game for so long um, after going on a bit of a run. They've had a little bit of a break now. But hopefully they can finish the season strongly as well. It's interesting, isn't it? I know Curtis Jones was on the score sheet for the under-23s in that win over for Derby. And I often think myself like... You like the kind of trainer for is that the players like that should go out and go out on loan, experience real football. Uh, but it doesn't always work out like that. Obviously, it's worked for Harry Wilson, who's a bit older, but it's, it's not worked out with them. Woodburn, and I don't know what you think, mate, but you look at someone like Foden at Manchester City, is he benefit from just staying at City and then gradually getting experience? You wonder if people like Jones and Glatzel and hopefully Duncan, maybe it's best that they stick around and, and get little bits of first-team uh, experience here and there in the, in the coming years. Yeah, it's, it's a difficult balancing act, isn't it? Because you, you want them to go out and play competitively. Uh, and we know that the under-23s Premier League isn't necessarily the competitive football that you need to prove yourself. But then at the same time, if you go out and you impress at the top end of the championship, is that really enough to, to warrant a place in a top-of-the-table Liverpool team? So um, possibly it's a case-by-case -case basis. Some players like Harry Wilson have shown that they are capable of going down there, impressing. Um, and for others like Ben Woodburn, it just hasn't worked out. But it's also important to remember, of course, that it's not Wilson's first loan. He no. has been out to other places and it hasn't quite worked for him. So certainly I'm sure Ben Woodburn will probably go out again at some point. Um, but yeah, long term, I would imagine loans are, are the way to go, but... Certainly for now, Curtis is still young. Bobby and, and Powell, as much as they'll want to go out and get experience, I'm sure. Um, they're doing so well at the moment with the 18s and the 23s. You wouldn't really want to put a stop to that. And on that upbeat note, I'd uh, like to say thanks to Matt for joining us and, and thank you for listening to uh, this podcast. We'll be back next month with our next Academy show. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.